Uh, welcome to church, church. Let's bow together and pray this morning, shall we? Lord, what a blessing to be together in God's house. And there is joy in the house of the Lord today. There's joy unspeakable and full of glory when we know you and the full and free pardon of our sin. And so we ask you today, Lord, that everything that we say and do bring glory and honor to you as we look to the future and as we talk about uh, the vision for the next year. I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, be honored in all that we say and do, and we give you the glory in Christ's name. Amen. Please be seated and welcome to Church Church. And we'll take this moment right now to, if we could, to dismiss all of our fifth uh, through the uh, uh, K through the fifth grade. They're going back for Christmas play practice, and so they'll be headed back there. No Theo today. Uh, they're going to be doing their Christmas uh, program today, practice. Today's a unique day, a special day. It's a cast a vision kind of day. You're going to be hearing from our entire staff, uh, not only about the vision for the next year, but two weeks ago you received as you came in, uh, as you picked them up, a, a, a budget for our new year. It's called the 2023 Ministry Plan. Um, You've had time to look at this, and if you as a church member wanted uh, a line-by-line, item-by-item copy of the budget, we can get that to you. It's there for you, but we wanted to have this in a compact way where you could just kind of get an overall vision, overall view of what everything we do here. And so I hope that you've had time to look at this because tomorrow night uh, is our trustees meeting. And it also will be our Q&A time. So if you have any questions uh, for about the budget uh, at all, then you come to that meeting tomorrow night at 7, and you'll get those questions answered, hopefully. Uh, we'll do our very best to do so, but want to encourage you to do that and to realize that today is the day that we're going to just be talking about everything that we want to do in the next year, or at least what we know uh, we want to do for right now. Um, this afternoon, I need some help. Uh, we've, we've had the privilege for the past three years, I believe, to be able to, we purchased the nativity scene. We've got permission to put it there on the courthouse lawn. And so this afternoon at 2 o'clock, I need about six guys. If you will come and help me load that nativity scene up, take it up to the courthouse and put it there so that everybody can see what Christmas is really all about. And we have been sponsoring that for the past three years, and we want to do it again this afternoon. So if you can come, please see me uh, um, and be there or just meet us there at uh, 2 o'clock. We'll be loading up here first uh, and then going up there. Um, Christmas is just a few weeks away. We will have a Christmas Eve service here. Uh, We'll do the Lord's Supper together. Uh, it, that will be at uh, 6 o'clock on December the 24th. Then on Christmas morning, we will have an abbreviated service. It will be at 10 o'clock, not 10.30. What time did I say? 10 o'clock. So make that uh, in, into your, uh, uh, your calendar so that you can keep up with these things. 6 o'clock on um, Saturday night for the Christmas Eve service, and then 10 o'clock on Christmas Day. We will keep you uh, as, as much as possible. We're going to have a great service that day, focused around one hour that day to get you back home where you can enjoy time 
with your family. And bring your family with you. If they're out-of-town guests, you know, wake them up and bring them in their pajamas. Just come. Uh, you know, you don't have to. There's no, nobody going to be here, you know, passing a dress code around. You know. So uh, come. Just cover yourself up, please. But just come and be a part of our service. We'd love to have you to do that. Uh, on that day, there'll be, on Christmas Day, no connection classes, no service that night. So just a service at 10 o'clock on Christmas Day. Our theme for this next year is found in Psalm 100. Listen to what these words say. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. I want to I ask something this morning, and I know this is a surprise to our staff and a surprise to our folks back there in the back. Turn, turn the lights on. Turn them up. I want to be able to see faces this morning. If you, have to, if you have to turn the gym lights on, turn them on. Somebody go over there and turn that switch on. <laughs> I can't see faces this morning. No, not these. <laughs> yeah! Now I can see you. All right. Okay, great. Because this is a special day. We want you to be able to see us, and we want to be able to see you, and we want to be able to communicate with you today the things that are significant and important. Think about this for a moment. We want to look at our past for just a, a few moments. Remember what Deuteronomy chapter 11 says. Remember what you've learned about the Lord through your experiences with him. And then in Deuteronomy chapter 14, it says, Be careful to never forget what you have seen God doing for you. May his miracles have a deep and permanent effect upon your lives. Tell your children and your grandchildren. We need to remember what God has done. Let me just run some things by you uh, historically about our church to let you understand and be reminded of what God has done for us over these past 20 or so years. Our first Bible study was on August the 10th, 1999. Our first worship service was in the Fayette Academy's cafeteria. And it was on April, it was Easter Sunday, April of 2000. Our constitution as a church there at First Baptist Church, who was our sponsoring church, was in February of 2001. The purchase of our land that we are sitting on here uh, cost us $237,446.69. Uh, we purchased that land in August of 2000. And in 10 short months, you as a church paid that land off in June of 2001. Then we broke ground here on, on this land. Um, 
in October of 2001. We moved into this building in August of 2002. We had a mortgage. Remember that? Whew. I'll never forget the day I signed that mortgage. $2,252,893.31. And we were able to pay that mortgage off and burn the note on August of 2021. So that's the Lord's blessing in our past. But now let's talk for just a minute about serving the Lord in the present. Notice what Psalm 77 verse 14 says. You are the God of miracles and wonders. He is still working miracles. Amen? Every day of our lives we see it. You still demonstrate your awesome power. And then in Psalm 78 it says, In this way each generation has been able to set its hope anew on God and not forget his glorious miracles. What God has done in the past, he still wants to do in the present. In fact, Pastor Matthew is going to come now and introduce our staff and uh, talk with them about some things and, and the vision for the new year. So, Pastor Matthew, come on up. I just think about this year, what all God's accomplished through Warren Community Church. Uh, we have gone on, well, we've gone on one mission trip in June. Supposed to go one in February, got canceled, had one in June, and we have a team leaving this Friday, uh, headed into the jungle of Ecuador to plant three churches. And uh, so this is God working uh, now in 2022. And in discipleship this year, uh, launched out in August with 12 groups, more groups than we've ever had in the past of so God is working, God is moving, and so many exciting things that God has done, uh, what I believe, in 2022, uh, and we're looking forward to what God is going to do in 2023 uh, in the life and in the body and through the body of, of Warren Community Church. So this morning what we're going to do is, is we're going to introduce the staff. They're going to talk about 2022, and they're going to share their vision and their ministries for 2023. And once they get done with that, we got some questions we want them to answer that relates to uh, their vision and how they got to it. So that's what we're going to do. So we're just going to kind of jump in. And I'm actually uh, changed a little bit. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, what they do, and how long they have been here at Warren Community Church. Um, my name is Shelby Seals, and I have been here for um, about two and a half years. I started in 2020 in the middle of all that mess. Thankfully, you guys still decided to hire me on. Um, and I do communications. Um, that's basically just I send out the weekly email to you guys. I run the social media. I also do a lot of stuff for Sunday mornings, like the songs and things and the slides. So um, I just really appreciate you guys always supporting us. So um, when asked to reflect on 2022, um, we chose the theme of pressing on for 2022, and I don't think any of us realized at that time how much we would need that reminder this past year. We faced um, a lot of challenges, um, but we also had great successes in the past year um, as a church body, as a staff, and me personally. 
Um, this year stretched me a lot to learn new things to serve you guys better, um, from how to create songs um, on the screen for y'all and um, how to make recap videos to make camp look awesome, because it was awesome. Um, and also learned that orange is maybe not the best background color. So sorry about that, but the next one won't be orange. <laughs> um, but I have felt the Lord's goodness and his grace every step of the way, and I know that you guys have loved and supported me through that. So I thank y'all very much. Um, I am very grateful to get to serve you guys, and um, I hope you know that I always try my best to make your time here enjoyable. Um, one great thing I think that we implemented this year was adding paper announcements back to your outlines. I don't know if you guys have ever picked up the outlines, but they actually have weekly announcements on them. And if you flip them over, they have all of our classes that we have, what we have on Sunday mornings, what we have on Sunday nights, what we have throughout the week. So that's always a really great resource if you have questions. Um, and then I did also implement um, a way to text you guys, but not very many people seemed to connect with that. So I'm gonna try it one more time. If you text updates, to 901-460-2611. We can try to do the updates that way, but I am still working on the best way to communicate with you guys a little better. But there's also the Church Center app, um, which you can download in the App Store and get connected with us that way, and also sign up for the weekly email. And anything that you need help with, because I know that's all very techy, I would be happy to help you do that. And I'd also like to thank y'all for sharing um, our social media posts. Um, we are regularly on Instagram and Facebook on stories and posts. So when y'all share those, you uh, open up a door for people to see that Warren Community Church might be a good home for them. So I appreciate you guys doing that. Um, there are a lot of up and downs with social media, but we do have a great chance to be a light in that realm. So I just thank you guys for trusting me to communicate with y'all. So. Good morning. I'm Cheryl Rowland and I'm our children's ministry director. I have um, been a member here for about 20 or 21 years and on staff for eight. Uh, I have an absolute love and passion for the kids of this church and frankly all kids, um, whether they're in this church or not. So that is definitely the best place for me to serve. Um, 2022 has been a, a very good year for children's ministry, but again, there's always challenges as well. We were able to baptize eight kids this year, which was super exciting. Um, we did several different outreaches. We kind of have a flow in children's ministry. There are things that we kind of do every year, um, but we don't do them the same way necessarily. But we do always start our year off with basketball. Um, children's ministry kind of coordinates a lot of the devotions that go along with that. And then we move into the Easter season where we have our egg hunt, um, where we invite the community to that. And there's always a gospel presentation. We don't just pass out eggs. There's, you know, they have to sit through the presentation before the hunt. Um, and then this summer we had Kids Fest, which was amazing. That's like a week-long VBS-ish type week. A um, lot of fun. We just have a great time with that. This year we did a sports theme, which I think the kids really enjoyed. Um, we had terrific Tuesdays. We, so we opened the church on Tuesday mornings for about three hours, three or four times this summer, and just had some fun activities. We had like a bubble day and a water war day and 
um, a messy day, super fun stuff. Um, again, always with the Bible lesson tied to it. Um, and then, of course, we have our trunk or treat, which we just had. The thing about children's ministry that's so, I don't know what the word is, but I cannot do it by myself. There is absolutely no way that I can have babies through 12-year-olds alone at any given time. It just doesn't work well. Um, it takes so many people to run children's ministry. And so if you serve in children's ministry or have in any capacity, please stand up and let us give you a hand this morning, please. I mean, it takes a village, and I just want you guys to be recognized because I'm not alone. <clears throat> Thank you. I, some of you are sitting down. I see you, though. Just know that I appreciate it. Um, and so does everyone else in the church. Um, Miss Vivian has always done a plant sale for children's ministry, um, has for many years. And this year, we had she raised over $3,525 for children's ministry. <clears throat> Huge. And it, that is what pays for so many of our outreach things, is not only um, the money that children's ministry receives through the budget, but also through that particular fundraiser and others. Uh, we took 21 kids to kids camp this summer and we also had our Easter play and we're gearing up for our Christmas play right now. So 2022 was a good year. Looking forward to next year um, growing and developing more leaders. So. I got one. Thank you though. Good morning. Good morning. Um, my name's Casey, Casey Skinner. I'm the youth pastor here at Warren. Um, I've been here as a member and a staff member, I believe, for two years. I could be wrong. It's maybe, might be three. I'm not good with that. But, um, you know, 2022 was great. It was a really good year for um, not only me and my wife, but for the youth ministry as a whole. Uh, we were able to create a welcoming environment for uh, the students of our church and their friends as well. They have brought a lot of their friends in and out of the youth ministry, which is great. Um, we learned what fellowship looks like amongst one another. Um, friendships have been made and they have been strengthened. And some, um, I know my friendships, my relationships with, the, with your students are, I love your kids, they're great. They're awesome, awesome kids. Um, we formed a great, team of leaders, some of which are here, right there, in the back, right there. Um, a couple of them aren't here, but they have been able to interact with your students in ways that I cannot. Um, like Cheryl said, it takes a village, and my village is small, but they are purposeful. They're intentional with your students, and I couldn't ask for more. My ministry would not be what it is without them, so I really am thankful and grateful for them. And we've seen students build stronger relationships with the Lord. Um, I know this because of the questions they ask. Those questions are, they would blow your mind. But it's amazing to see how God has been working with the students and uh, to see them actually love to learn the Bible, because that's what we do. We go through book by book, verse by verse, and, um, you know, camp this year, we did it with Mark Gaylor at Zion Baptist in Brownsville, and that was wonderful. The students built relationships with them, too. 
Um, we've done many, a few other events with them. Um, we're actually, we did a D-NOW, it's called D-NOW, we call it Kairos. It just means a specific time and season, and it's just a time where we have the students in the county come together for a fellowship slash discipleship slash worship weekend. And it's, it's great. That's ages six, uh, grades 6 through 12. But um, the vision for 2023 is that we want to create more service opportunities for our church, you know, for the elderly that need help. I know I've had um, some people ask me of these things, but I, I was not prepared. I think I'm prepared now, and we're getting there. We have the, um, the, the boys able and ready to serve, and if not, I can find some. Uh, I know we've got some men around here that want to help too, but we definitely want to get the youth involved in serving, and not only serving in the church, but in the community as well, um, in Fayette County and beyond. We just, I, I want them to understand that uh, being a Christian doesn't just mean I'm, I follow Jesus and this is that. It comes with serving uh, those around you and loving those around you as if they were yourself. That's putting yourself down a lot. But we aim to, we also aim to continue to teach the Bible book by book, verse by verse, as well as to continue to build relationships with one another and with other youth ministries in uh, the county. But it's, it's been quite some ride this year, and I am excited to see what the Lord is going to do with it um, from here on out. Thanks, Casey. Good morning. Hi, everyone. I'm Gary. It's niece, in case anyone's questioning or worried or wondering, it's niece. So I'm like your favorite nephew. Just remember that, your favorite nephew. So I often stand here because I think one of my other nicknames is Brother Can's left-hand man, because I'm left-handed. I play upside down. All that was for free. So um, I'm the worship guy. Pretty straightforward, I think. That means I lead songs pretty okay and I can do stuff with tech and things like that. So I shepherd the worship and tech ministries here at Warren. I was here from 2008 when I answered the Lord's call coming from Wisconsin to here and I served nearly till 2018 when I answered the call to uh, to go to Florida to take my family to Florida, Florida and learn some things there. I'll share you with with that just a little bit more uh, down the road. But um, for the worship ministry 2022, from the limited knowledge that I have, I've been gone for a bit. Uh, and from what I understand, 2022 was a year of change. Uh, and it was changes, particularly in the area of the leadership of the ministry. We saw back in the fall of 2021, Pastor Alex's resignation and, and him answering the call to take another position at another church. Uh, and so uh, that led to the transition to uh, John Gaylor, uh, which lasted for a short time. Uh, and in February, uh, John moved on from his position, and we saw transition again to two very wonderful volunteers, Miss Brandy Spicer and Miss Tiffany Watkins. So could you uh, could you guys give it up for them? Awesome. 
so uh, thank you uh, uh, to you guys for that, Ms. Brandy. Thank you, thank you. Um, it was determined that they would carry the ministry for an undetermined amount of time, and then at the beginning of 2023, uh, the church was going to engage in a search for a worship pastor. And uh, I am very happy to say <laughs> that uh, as only God could have orchestrated, that search was over six months before it even started. <laughs> so uh, as, uh, as that call came to my door back in July, and so... Yay, God. That's all I really have to say about that. So, so we've seen some transition in 2022, and I believe that's all strategic for what's coming in 2023. Um, I believe 2023 uh, is going to be a year of preparation um, as we prepare for great things here at Warren Community Church. I don't know how much or when, but I believe we are going to experience growth. I really do. I believe that with all my heart. Um, so in order to prepare for that, I am envisioning for our worship ministry uh, growth as well. I want to double our worship and tech teams. I want to see us too deep in every position, as they say in the sports land. Uh, continued upgrades to our audio-visual uh, structures and infrastructure. Uh, there, you'll be seeing more sound panels come and enhancements to our sound board uh, and the music in general. Uh, continued growth for me personally, as this old dog has to learn some new tricks. The technology has come a long way in six years, and uh, I have a lot of things to learn, and so I'm looking for growth there personally. Uh, and also, uh, pr primarily, uh, a big part of what I do is growth in the area of raising up the next generation of leaders. Uh, I want to see the younger generation take this over. Uh, the book of Matthew tells us that we're to go and make disciples of all nations. And I take that literally and also part of that to mean uh, that we're to raise up the next generation of, uh, of leadership uh, to do the things that we do. So I want to see that happen here. Kind of a, uh, a missionary mindset, if you will. I'm working myself out of a job. So uh, I just I wanted to share this because I thought this was really cool. When I left... Uh, church at the Springs is the place that I landed in Ocala, Florida. Great church, um, uh, very similar to what we do here. It was a great fit. And uh, when I came back, uh, this is pretty cool. I haven't shared this with the staff or anyone uh, really to this point yet. But uh, it, was a, it was a neat moment uh, that we had as a staff send-off. Some of us were leaving. They had a lunch for us and things. And um, uh, Pastor Ron, the uh, senior pastor there, uh, he just... He paused for a moment as he was speaking and sending us off, and he said, Gary, I don't know. I don't know if we're sending you or you were just on loan to us from Warren. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, so I don't know if we're letting you go or, or sending you. I'm, I'm confused. So in any, in any case, that's how it was. And so, so I'm excited for uh, 2023. Are you? I am Adrienne Stackley, I'm the administrator, and um, I've been with the church since day one. I walked into the Fade Academy cafeteria all those years ago on that first Easter Sunday, and uh, I never left. I knew that Brother Ken was somebody I wanted to um, be shepherded by, and I'm glad to have been here all these years. 
I've been the administrator. Um, I wanted to be the administrator 21 years ago. <laughs> as I told Brother Ken in the hospital room as I delivered my son. Um, but the Lord uh, granted that in 2012. So I have been the administrator for 10 years. And um, I don't, I don't re remember life before it. Uh, it is definitely my joy. Um, it is my passion. I love this church, and I love all of you. So um, as the administrator, I wear a lot of hats. Um, so there's a lot of things I could talk about. Uh, I can tell you that finances are good. Um, we paid off the mortgage last year, which was amazing. I'm so glad to have been a part of that. Um, so from the finance department, I think we're doing well. I would like to point out that we are missing one staff member here today, and that's Bill Lawrence. Many of you probably don't even know um, that you've ever laid eyes on him. He is our chief financial officer. He was planning to be here today, but his wife is in the hospital in Jonesboro, Arkansas. So we do send our prayers to Bill and Ruthann um, for a quick recovery. And um, but I just we really wanted you to to see him and and to meet him. But uh, he's our wonderful chief financial officer. He keeps me straight, um, and he also uh, reports to our trustees every year or every month. Um, so with all of the hats that I wear, I had to kind of choose um, where I wanted uh, to talk today. Um, I'd like to um, talk about serve, um, since that is going to be our uh, goal for 2022, uh, 23, is to serve with gladness. Um, earlier this year, I was so excited. I get a lot of voicemails. I was not usually very excited about them, but I was super excited. I received a voicemail from the Mid-South Food Bank saying, would you be interested in doing a mobile pantry? Now, Matthew and I had been talking um, a while about what, what we could do for outreach, so I was real excited to hear about a pantry, um, a mobile pantry. I have been involved with the Fayette Cares Food Distribution, which is on December 10th here at the church, be here at 7 a.m. to volunteer. All I can say is it's wonderful, life-changing, you'll, you'll want to do it every year. Uh, I've been doing that for about 15 years. So I uh, now have the privilege of leading um, the Serve Fayette Mobile Food Pantry in partnership with the Mid-South Food Bank. We did hold our first food distribution in August. Um, I can tell you that uh, the devil was working against us and I was ready to give up um, when the truck didn't show up. So, um, but we all jumped in. I got to see our team in action and I could see that this is something that we were definitely gonna do. We postponed it a few days and we still had a very successful um, event. We've held two since then um, and each time we did things a bit differently and each time it got better. Um, in those three events, we served 522 unique households, 11, 1,102 individuals, and of those um, individuals, 45% were seniors, 16 older. There were 258 adults, uh, ages 18 to 59, 351 children. We provided 44,000 pounds of food, which equated to 15,093 meals. It was a lot of weight. Some backs hurt the next day. 51% um, were from Somerville, 17% were from Oakland, and the rest were from out the outskirts, outlying areas, some from other counties. Um, of the 522 households, 23 of those households were grandparents taking care of children. 
I think that's a unique situation um, that we might need to look at doing something for in 2023. Um, I have really, really enjoyed it. I am super excited um, for this outreach. Um, the other uh, ministry that I um, oversee is First Impressions. That's our when you when our guests walk through the front door, what is their first impression? So I'm in charge of making sure that the people that walk through that do door are known, noticed, and loved. I cannot do it alone. <laughs> so I have a team of people, but that team needs to grow. Um, we uh, this includes our hospitality. You guys enjoy the coffee on Sunday mornings. It takes people to do that. Um, we have people that walk through that are looking for churches, and we want to be welcoming. We may not be the church for them, but we don't want the decision to be made that we're not the church before they even get to hear the sermon. So it is very important that we have guests out there. Um, we just need to be more intentional. We are a great church, and we want people to be able to see that from the time they pull in the parking lot to the time that they leave on a Sunday, on a Sunday morning. Um, my vision um, is for Serve Fayette to continue. We, um, with the Mid-South Food Bank, uh, we're gonna do second Fridays almost every month. Um, in the month of June, we're gonna do it the third Friday uh, so that um, we're not coinciding with Kids Fest um, slash VBS. Um, I'd like to look at how to love on and make connections with those 23 households of the grandparents raising children and how we can minister to them I really would like to see us start a second food distribution in Moscow. Um, there's currently a food distribution happening in Galloway on the fourth Wednesdays of every month. Ours happening on the second Fridays. And if we could do Moscow, we'd cover the county. Uh, my vision for that would be partnering with other people, with other churches, with other ministries that would help us um, be able to do that. And then I'd also like to do something special for Thanksgiving. Uh, my, first, my first impressions vision um, would be that each week we have all the people that we need in order to love on the folks that enter the building, including each of you, um, and that I could come alongside them and, and do that so that we're doing it together. Sorry, it's me again. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about what my vision for 2023 is. Um, so as we head into the new year, I would really love to see our social media presence move from just being a bulletin board for you guys to actually being a little bit more of a community where we can share encouragement, resources, and most importantly, the gospel with other people online. Um, for example, this was actually Brother Ken's idea. If you find a really good study on Right Now Media and you think it would be awesome to share with your church family, let me know and I can post that on Facebook and say, hey, this is a great study that some people in our church have done. It's awesome. We would love for you to try it out and see what you think. Try it with your family. Um, or if you have like an excellent book that you've read, we, I would love to be able to create more of a community among our church family online. Um, and cause it never hurts to get recommendations from people that you trust and people that are like-minded. So, um, along that line, I know that there are a lot of young 
older than me people and teenagers that are really good at social media, much, much better than me because I'm getting old, y'all. And I don't know how to do some of this stuff anymore. <laughs> so um, I would love to get some help creating like some reels and posts that will highlight our volunteers, our events, what Sunday mornings are like and more. Um, I can't be everywhere at once on Sundays. So if you see something awesome happening, Take a picture, take a video, and let me know, and I, we can work together, or I can work and try to make something out of it, some content that we can share with everyone else to let them know that this is a great place to be. It's like home for us, and we want other people to come too. So um, there are a lot of opportunities for us to create that community that honors Jesus, and I have a lot of ideas, but it can be difficult to execute them alone. So I want to do better this year with asking for help from you guys um, to do those kinds of things. So thank you. Hello again. <clears throat> so for 2023, I guess the thing that's the heaviest on my heart is really developing a team of volunteers that are incredibly committed to children's ministry. Um, I think I've been asking too little of the wonderful volunteers that we have. Um, and I think that if we, if I ask more, we'll have a stronger team. I'd really like to see every class have no more than two main teachers. A lot of times what we do is we do like a, a rotation, a first Sunday rotation, a second Sunday rotation, a third Sunday rotation. Well, then a lot of times it's another three or four weeks before the kids see that person again. Um, and I really want the relationships within children's ministry to be stronger, and I think we could accomplish that better if people would commit to two Sundays a month. So that's one of the things I really want to see happen in children's ministry this year. Barna has done a study that says that worldview is mostly formed by the age of 13. 13 guys. So are, do we want kids to follow the world or do we want them to follow the Bible? We only have a few short years and sorry Casey but that same study says that the sweet spot is age 8. So yay me. <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't help myself. Um, so, But seriously by age 8 that's when people adults start to develop and start cementing their worldview. What view do we want them to leave with? Uh, and here's the biggest thing, is it's not because Barna says so, it's because Jesus says so. Um, let me find my spot here, because I have a verse, I wanna make sure I get it right. Um, Matthew chapter 18 verses five and six says, I gotta put my glasses on y'all. And anyone who welcomes the little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Guys, if we don't commit faithfully to our children, that is what we're doing. Because the world is going to look prettier and more shiny and more flashy than Jesus does. I know it's not all in our hands. It's obviously, you know, the Holy Spirit's job, but we have to do our part. Um, so I just challenge each of you, if you have a heart for kids at all, to think about how you can serve in children's ministry and be a part of that so that we can have 
the best children's ministry possible. I would, right now we're serving about 50 kids. Um, and obviously I can't have a strong personal relationship. I know them all, but I can't have a strong personal relationship with each and every one of them. And that's where you guys come in, um, building relationships. And that's how we do life with them. That's how we disciple them, is to walk alongside them. I want children's ministry to be fun, but more importantly, I want it to be life-changing. I want them to really learn the Bible. I want them to know where to go when they have questions and, and need guidance and advice. And I want them to know the place to go is to the Lord. Um, but that comes from us showing that to them. So that is my biggest vision is that it become a place where the volunteers serve more often and grow deeper and bigger relationships with our children. Um, but I want all of our children to know, and to, I want them to, to get to a place where they accept Jesus as their Savior, but not only accept Jesus as their Savior, but also as the Lord of their life. I don't want them to go through their teenage years scrambling around looking to see what the world has to offer. I want them to know what God has to offer and to keep that as their primary focus. So that's my vision for 2023. All right, uh, one quick thing. We have another staff member that's not here, Davis Watkins, who's audio video director. He is actually uh, requested Sunday off. He is mixing uh, for Scotty Inman in Mississippi this morning at a concert. Uh, but his job is handling all audio video. Uh, he builds all the Ableton tracks for the band. Uh, currently, he picks and helps with Gary on choosing who the band is going to be for the week. And to be honest, not saying it's because he's my son, he has got probably the worst job at Warren Community Church uh, because he's the one who handles most complaints. And uh, so he is not here today, but he is a very important part of this staff and this team. Uh, and I don't say that just because he is my son. I say that because he works tirelessly to try to make things as good as he can uh, for a Sunday morning dealing with a lot of uh, hard-headed people on staff, namely his own dad, because I'm harder on him than anybody. Uh, but I just want to introduce him in case you are here today and you've never met him or seen him. Uh, he is not here. Uh, I'm Pastor Matthew, uh, co-pastor here really over uh, discipleship and missions. And this is a couple things. Mine's more of a challenge than it is a vision. Uh, but Herb Hodges, this is something that just really hit me uh, over the last several months. And he says this, the greatest tragedy in life is not death but a life that never realized its full potential. And one of the things that we say around here a lot is we have potential. We have all this potential. We throw that around. And personally, I'm tired of living in the category of potential. I want to move forward. I want to see God do amazing things, and I believe he, he desires to and he will through this church if we will stop living in our, I mean, stop searching for potential and truly getting active in what God has called us uh, to do. And so how do you do that? Oh, well, I believe you do it by identifying just people who are in need, just simply looking around us and seeing people who need to hear the gospel and going to them and sharing it with them and be active in, in identifying them and then be willing to invest in them. We are asking all of our church members to invest in this vision, not just come and per participate on Sunday mornings, but invest in all of these ministries and all the things that we have going so that we can, because outside of you guys, 
uh, we really can't accomplish what God has called us to do. And so we need you and celebrate you who do that uh, in a tremendous way. But then invite people. Invite people to come to small community groups. Almost got in trouble. Uh, community groups. Invite them to come to church. Invite them to come into one-on-one -on -one relationships where you can share the gospel and live it out uh, with them. And do those things. And as far as 23 goes, man, we got a lot of stuff planned. Um, we have uh, three mission trips planned overseas next year. One in February, one in June, and another one later in the year in the fall. Uh, one will be teaching pastors. Uh, we're taking a group of people to teach pastors and teach ladies. Uh, in February, June, the puppet team's going back. And then later in the year, we're going into a very deep jungle on the border of Peru to go into unreached um, people uh, in that area. And so those are three different uh, trips, but three amazing trips. And we would love for you to sign up uh, for some of those if you have the desire to go overseas. If not, uh, currently working with some people in New York uh, to maybe take a team up to New York and work uh, for a week uh, doing backyard Bible clubs or whatever they need us to do. And then here locally, I mean, we have the wild game dinner, we have trunk or treat, we have the women's event, we have basketball, which is coming up at the 1st of January, which we need people here just to engage the people who come and maybe don't attend church at all. And these are great opportunities that the Lord has laid out in front of us in order to do those things. And so we need to pray about these things. We need to engage these opportunities and truly uh, stop saying we have potential and let's live way beyond that and what God would have us to do uh, for 2023. So now, oh, you going now? Yeah. He's going now. Then we got some really interesting things happening. All right. You want, you want to do the questions? Oh, you go ahead. We'll do those last. All right. So I can ask you some. All right. <laughs> There's a group of people that we could not function without, and that's our trustees. Uh, our trustees um, are the ones who hold us financially accountable. They're the ones who meet every month, and uh, uh, as a staff, we, of course, meet with them and uh, give reports, and we look at all of that with uh, Bill Lawrence, our CFO, and our trustees, and they're the ones who make the financial decisions here for our church. Um, how, are, how are those uh, trustees selected? Let me just tell you how our Constitution and bylaws say they are to be selected. Number one, the senior pastor is to uh, nominate um, those that uh, he believes are served. What do I look at when I look at that? I look, number one, do these individuals support the entire ministry of the church? And number two, are they faithful to the church, not only in their attendance, but in their giving and in their willingness to do whatever it takes for the church to continue to function? Um, I've worked with, um, with groups like that for almost 40-something uh, years now. Um, churches have different names for them. But this is the greatest bunch of folks I've ever worked with. They're all very amiable, and they support the entire ministry of this church. So I nominate, bring those to the sitting trustees that are there, 
If they have any recommendations, then we discuss and talk about that. And then together, we uh, present to the church uh, the trustees to be nominated for the next uh, term of service. Each one uh, will serve for three years, and then they rotate off. We've had 30 or 40 guys that have served throughout the years here as trustees. This year, uh, I want to recognize those who are serving. Some of them are here this morning, some are not, you know, holiday weekend. But uh, this year, Richard Berryman will be added to the trustees. Uh, Coy Jones will be added. Uh, Richard Hutcherson, who has served before, will come back and serve. And then the last one for this year is Terry Jones. Now, those that are here, would you stand? Because I don't know who all's here and who's not. Those that I mentioned. Terry, I know I see you. Okay. Hey, Terry. I know folks are out of town, all of that. You know, one of the hardest things we've been trying to do, we've moved this up this year, praying and hoping that more people would attend. <laughs> Because we've been having it at the end of the year, and people are gone, Christmas time and all that. So we're going to figure out a time to where we can get everybody together. But, so you pray for us that we do that. Uh, but these trustees, they're they are faithful servants of the Lord. Let me tell you, every church that I've ever pastored, I've pastored five different churches, um, every church I've ever pastored uh, always has a group of leaders those who are faithful. They're not blown by every wind that comes around, every wind of doctrine. Uh, John warns us about that, that people come through sometimes. You look throughout the New Testament, there were all types of uh, theologies that were floating around in the New Testament, and they were against the fundamental teachings of the Bible. And, you know, our churches experienced that, other churches experienced that, but our trustees have stood faithful. And I'm grateful for those who support our staff as well. As, uh, do you realize that the majority of our staff have been those who have been members of our church? In other words, they grew up here, or they served here, or they were members here, and God called them out to position. What greater way is there to do that? You know, I've never uh, I've always thought about how horrible to me it has been that when there's a staff position to be filled, that you, you know, get all these resumes from all over the world and all over the counties and all of that sort of thing, and, and you call in somebody that doesn't know the people, they don't know the community, they don't know anything about the, the ministry here. Why, why not raise those up in the church? And that's what we've done here. And what, what greater blessing than it is to see those who have been raised here in the church uh, and have been members here in the church to then come to be on part of staff. So I uh, thank the trustees for their faithfulness and their service in that. And I want to just uh, talk about what I think we need to do and to rehearse some things with you today. Serving in the future. Where do we need to go from here? Why do we exist as a church? Here is our purpose statement. We believe that a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission will grow a great church. Say that with me. 
We believe that a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission will grow a great church. That's based on two passages of Scripture. Those on our cornerstone out there at the church today, we dedicated this building. These, these passages were put there because out of those two passages of Scripture, uh, Matthew chapter 22 and Matthew 28, comes five different things. To love God with all of your heart is worship. To love your neighbor as yourself is ministry. To go make disciples is evangelism and missions. To baptize is to incorporate into fellowship. And to teach them all things is discipleship. And we exist for five reasons based on that. We exist to glorify God through worship. We exist to develop mature believers through discipleship. We exist to live life together through fellowship. We exist to serve one another through ministry. And we exist to preach the word through missions or, and evangelism, to reach the world with the gospel. What are some of my goals for this next year? I would love to see us baptize 100 people next year. That means we, we you know what that would happen? If just, what's it, 150, 175 folks here today maybe? 203, thank you. If every one of us, if every one of us would reach one person next year with the glorious gospel of Christ, a neighbor, a friend, someone who lives next door, someone at the gas station, somewhere out as we're serving the community through basketball. Do you know that you can come here on Saturdays doing basketball and you can talk to literally hundreds of people? Amen. Let's get up off of our blessed assurance and rocking our way to heaven and let's get serious about reaching this world with the gospel. Amen. We've got too many that want to argue about this, that, or the other, or I like this, or I like that, or, and they've got their preferences. Listen, our preference should be put on the altar, and Jesus is Lord, and we should be reaching people with the gospel. A hundred people we could do easily if we would just get serious about sharing the gospel everywhere that we go. I'd also like to see us, uh, every member be serving somewhere. Every member a servant. Mission trips that Pastor Matthew's already talked about. More community groups, building life together. Uh, every member complete the class program, 101, 201, 301, and 401. I, set, I was, made myself a note here, and I was just going to point somebody out and, and ask them to stand up and tell me, have you finished those classes, and, and can you explain to me what they are? And I thought better. But you're missing a blessing by not, by not understanding what this whole, the whole prop, the purpose of our church is. And the class program gives us that purpose. Gives us that purpose. We've talked about a new uh, children's and student building and remodeling the existing building. Um, the children, of course, everything that we do here, uh, that's our future. We've got to continually reach out. Well, we're going to reintroduce Judgment House this year. Thirteen years we did that. And every year there would be over 100 professions of faith. Every year. 
And so we're going to do that again. I hope you'll find a place to serve there. We've even talked about having a Hispanic church plant. You know there's no gospel preaching Hispanic church plant anywhere in Fayette County that I know of. There's been a couple that have tried. Our neighbors over here uh, have a, a Hispanic. Um, do you realize that there are probably um, thousands of those that are here that need to hear the gospel? And we don't, we don't have to go to another country to do it. They're already here. Let's bring them in, teach them the gospel, and see them saved. So how can we reach those goals? By making and keeping commitments. Second Chronicles 16 says, The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. That's the question we need to ask ourselves. Are our hearts fully committed to the Lord and what he's called us to do? Or are we so wound up in ourselves that we, that, you know, that we all we're concerned about is, is what we're doing? Making and keeping command, um, commitments. The next thing you're going to see there is our Warren Community Church covenant. If you are a member of Warren Community Church, you've been given one of these covenants. And you signed it. I wanted us to remind ourselves today of what this, what this covenant commitment is because I'm afraid that many people uh, forget uh, what they have committed to. And I want you to um, follow along with me. The first part of the church covenant that we ask you to make a commitment to is I will protect the unity of my church. I will protect the unity of my church now how are we are we going to protect the unity of our church and i want you to read these with me i want you to read them out loud with me <laughs> by acting in love toward other members by refusing to gossip underline that please by following the leaders and there you see all of the passages of Scripture that, that set that as a determination for us as a church. That's what we want to do. That brings unity to the church. Do you know what gossip is? There's lots of definitions for it. And I've never, never seen it die. It seems, to have a, it seems to always have a new life ever so often. But gossip is something that you will say about someone that you wouldn't say to their face, but you say it to someone else. Or it's an idea that comes in your mind and you want to do something to undermine the ministry of the church and you start trying to get a group to follow you. Those are things that are detrimental. That's not unity. That's disunity. And everywhere you go, our world is full of disunity. And it happens. But if you'll follow the leaders, I'm not talking about blindly. If the leader is asking you and pointing you and serving you and are standing for the principles of God's word, 
we'd be foolish not to follow them. So I want to encourage you to follow them. The second thing is, I will share the responsibility of my church. Read these out loud with me. By praying for its growth, by inviting the unchurched to attend, and by warmly welcoming those who visit. And you see the passages of Scripture there that underline those uh, determinations for us. Then number three, I will serve the ministry of my church. Read, read these out loud with me. By discovering my gifts and talents, by being equipped by my pastors to serve, by developing a servant's heart. And then finally, the fourth one is, I will support the testimony of my church in three ways. Read them with me. By attending faithfully, by living a godly life, and by giving regularly. So this, how do we accomplish that? By remembering what we have committed to and what God has called us to do. God is, is, has got such a great plan and purpose for us if we will just keep our eyes focused on the main thing and not get distracted by all of the things that come into our lives and comes into the church life. We have to move forward. And with the cross of Christ go before us. And I don't, I'm going to tell you this. I know every church here in this county. I know, I believe, just about every pastor of churches in this county. And I'll say this with, um, with all humility. There is, no, there is no church in this county more um, committed to reaching people with the gospel than Warren Community Church and this staff. We have a great staff. They are unique individuals. They have unique personalities. And I know that my overwhelmingly, lovingly uh, personality wins everybody, right? No, it doesn't. Do you realize that there's some folks in this world that don't like me? I cannot figure that out, um, but honestly, I do. I try to do a self-inventory and, and listen to that, but I want to tell you, there's, if Jesus walked in here, there'd be somebody who didn't like him. The Apostle Paul warns us against that. Listen, every one of these guys are unique individuals. They have needs just like you. They're human beings just like you. They will fail just like you. But they are here with a heart of service. And they're here to serve you and to serve the Lord. And I would just want to encourage you to, I want you to talk about them. Absolutely, I want you to talk about them. But the way you talk about them is on your knees before God, praying for them to remain faithful to the call that God has given us. That's the way we will reach this community for Christ, is to remain faithful to the call that God has given us. And that is to reach the, this lost and dying world. How shall we... Um, also accomplish this by learning the joy of giving... There's more happiness in giving than in receiving. Now, next week, you will come as a member of Warren Community Church out front. There will be a place for you to, to get a ballot. That ballot will have on it, I approve the budget for the coming year. 
and you'll also be, I will approve or I don't approve these trustees that have been listed there. That will be next week. So if you have any questions about any of that, then please come to our meeting Monday night or come to me personally or any of us and, and let us answer those questions for you so that uh, as a church we can united, uh, in a united way be able to move forward knowing what our purpose and our goals are and to just let God take and blow us away. You know, we've got, and I, you know, I don't, I don't uh, always trust in all these uh, future things and so on, but there's a lot of people supposed to be moving in our area because of that uh, industrial plant over there. Why anybody won't afford anyway, I don't know, but they're building them. They're building them by the thousands. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. But um, there's a lot of people going to move in here. Are we just going to sit back and not try to reach them? If we are, let's close our doors. But if we want to try to reach them and reach the ones who are already here as well, then let's get busy. Let's get busy. Let's get focused on unity and focused on serving. I've never seen problems when people are focused on unity and surrendering your own heart and life and your own preferences to doing what God has called us to do. And so today, I want to encourage you. I love you. It's been one of the greatest joys of my life to pastor Warren Community Church. And one of these days, when the Lord calls me home, I want to hear these words. And I want to encourage you as well to be able to want to hear these words. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter now into thy rest. And we can do that. Our church is, has led our association just about every year in baptisms. And I want to encourage you, keep focusing on the main thing. What is the main thing? Reaching people with the gospel. Nothing else really matters. Literally, nothing else really matters. Reaching people with the gospel. And we've got opportunities for you to join in and be able to do that. I pray and believe and know that you will because that's been your pattern through the years. I love you and I will, I will do anything I can to help any of you at any time any place, anywhere. You know why? Because Jesus loves you. And he died for you. And he died for me. What else should we be willing to do but to serve one another and to reach people with the good news of the gospel? We're going to close in just a moment with a song.
But Matthew, you were going to ask some questions. Yeah, I, I got just one. I'm going to give each one of the staff a chance to share with you how you can get plugged into their ministry. So whoever wants to go first. All right, so we'll just start with Shelby and come around. Um, well, I would say for my ministry, if you could just take pictures, videos, and save good audio for Instagram Reels. Those of you who are on Instagram, you know exactly what I mean. There's like a good song that plays with a reel. If you can save those audios and then you can send them to me and I can make some reels out of those and things, or you can make them for me. That would be great too. Um, so bring me your best Bible study recommendations, favorite podcasts or books you've read so we can share them. And if you enjoy editing pictures, let me know because that's one of my least favorite activities that I have on my list. So if anybody's good at that, let me know. First of all, I'd like for everyone to commit to praying for the children of this church and for all of the volunteers that serve in children's ministry. That's the first way you commit, can commit. The second is if you would like to serve and have a heart for children and really want to get committed and connected to our kids' ministry, please text me. Now, I would love for all of you to like run up to me after church and say, oh, me, 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 but then I won't remember who you are. So if you want to come up and say me, 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 great, but also send me a text. Um, if, if you don't have my phone number, I mean, it's available easily. Just ask somebody for it. Most people around here have it. So, um, so please, but a text works best. That, that way I know I'll get it and I'll remember. I've had people I know, and this may have happened to you, who've come to me and said, I'd love to serve in children's ministry, and it's a Sunday morning. And, like, sometime about Friday, I have this revelation that somebody has said they wanted to serve, but I cannot for the life of me remember who it was because I have so many details I'm tending to that that kind of slips out of my mind. And I know that's a fault on my part, but, you know, it's, it, I'm sorry. I'll, I, I try to do better, but text works. So if you'll text me and let me know if you want to serve, that'd be great. Um, and like I said, other than that, prayer's the biggest thing. Well, as I said, we're going to continue to do the mobile pantries the second Fridays um, of each month, except in June. We'll do it on June 16th that month. Um, I know Friday mornings people are working, um, but if you're available, um, I need people to set up the parking lot, that could be done on Thursday night. Um, if you have to be to work at 9, could you consider coming in and helping us set up between 7 and 8? Um, so I think that there's you know some opportunities and um, we do have a lot of fun um, doing it so um, uh, and, and I'd like to point out that if you attended the first and second or first or second distributions the way we did it this last time was much better the first and second time was very tiring I really just worked y'all way too hard uh, I think we have a new way of doing it it's not going to be as bad so if we scared you away please come try it again. Uh, the next one is going to be December 9th. Um, children um, need to be 16 or older in order to help. So just answering that question. So, uh, And then in first impressions, we need about six people every Sunday to really do it the way um, that we need to do it. Um, as you know, far as like the children, if, they, if we have guests that walk in with children, we need someone that's gonna walk them down to the check-in um, and kind of answer all of those questions that they might have. Walking them into the sanctuary, showing them where our boxes are, um, all of that. So we, we need people and you just have to have a smiling face. I will teach you the rest. We're good, thank you. Um, 
if, uh, if you are proficient on an instrument and feel that you have a sense of rhythm and can carry a tune in a bucket, come see me. <laughs> That's what we used to say. What I really mean to say is the worship ministry and the tech ministry, they're not clubs. They're not exclusive. They are open. And we want to encourage any of you who feel that you might be proficient in a musical instrument or in the area of tech, lights, or camera, to come see either me or Davis. And uh, we have a... Um, an audition process that's very painless and uh, and and very uh, effective we feel uh, in helping us to figure out whether that would be a good fit or not so uh, that's where we need help just come see me or Davis yeah and um, for the youth ministry um, really two areas uh, one is uh, if you want to help uh, serve the students by feeding them. Uh, I mean, you can donate money to church center, or you can go write a check for uh, Warren Community Church and give it to Adrian. Uh, with inflation, I'm thinking about starting to give these kids candy. Um, so it really, it's it's it would mean a lot. But also, when we have bigger, I don't. I'm not going to give you kids candy. That's just not smart. But uh, when it comes to bigger events. Bigger events, you know, I mean, I have a good amount of helpers, uh, volunteers, but they work, and um, they can't always get off. So when it comes to bigger events, or even camp, if you have a kid, kiddo that's going, uh, by all means, let me know, and we can work something out. I could use enough volunteers, especially with two churches that are going to camp together. Um, we could use help. So uh, those are my two main uh, concerns. And also, please, please just pray for the student ministry as well. We could, I'm never gonna not accept prayer because prayer is vital to a heartbeat of any ministry, so. Well, I guess I have a lot of areas. If you wanna go overseas, come see me. I would love to take you. I love to take people who have never been before and let them see what God does in other countries. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, Basketball's coming up. We need a lot of help uh, for basketball and would love for people just to come. And like Pastor Ken said, I mean, there's hundreds that come through here. You'd have a great opportunity just to engage people and build relationships, share the gospel with them. Uh, and I encourage everybody to join a community group. If you're not part of one, you're missing out on what it really means to live life on life together as a believer and sharing a lot of the things that come through those groups, not only fellowship, but also the hurts, the opportunity to, to pray together, uh, share those hurts together. Um, so those are good opportunities to come. And also pray uh, for us as we leave out Friday morning uh, to go to Ecuador uh, this week. I think Ed Wanta's in here. He's going, and Mark Narduzzi. Will you stand up? I don't know if everybody knows who Mark is, but Mark's going. And we have a friend of ours who pastors Russell Baptist who is going. And then Julia, is, is she's going uh, to work with some ladies with uh, Monica Parano and her daughters. Uh, so just be praying for us. We'll be there a week sleeping in tents and eating whatever food they put before us. <laughs> and uh, so just pray that more than anything, God's name is lifted high. Uh, that's what we desire to do. And so, yeah, that's it for me. Amen. To God be the glory, great things he has done, and great our rejoicing through Jesus, his son, who yielded his life and atonement for sin, 
and open the life gate that all may come in. That's what we're here for, folks. I want to challenge you. Where you've heard the vision, where do you fit to serve? Get busy. Let's, uh, let's reach this community for Christ. Let's stand together as we sing this closing song. And if today you have a special need on your heart, special concern, a prayer concern, whatever it may be, maybe today you need, you need to come to Christ. You've heard these exciting things that are going to be going on. You want to be a part of that. Uh, you come. We'll be here to receive you.